Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Welcome to episode 36, and I'm really excited to be back having a solo episode today. I've done some wonderful interviews over the past few months, and I felt like it was time to bring in, yeah, just a a sharing of thoughts and reflections and As we get into this very full season of summer, in the Northern Hemisphere at least, as we're just a few days away from the summer solstice of when I'm recording this anyway, I really wanted to sink in today to this idea of being busy versus, well, having a life that's full and the differences between those two ideas. So being busy is classically that kind of badge of honor in a way, or has been. It's not for me. (laughs) And when I think back to the years before, I lived really intentionally as a highly sensitive. Being busy just kind of was. It was a given. It's just kind of what... I did at that phase in life. I let life become really, really busy. And I'm going back in my mental kind of library here back to my early, even mid 20s. And yeah, normal life equaled busy (laughs) and having way too many things on the go, not looking after myself fully even though at that stage in my life, I knew I didn't particularly function well if I didn't, say, get enough sleep, if I didn't eat properly. But this question often comes up in social circles when you see someone and maybe you haven't seen them in a while, they ask how you're doing, and I invite you to just take a moment to reflect on what your answer normally is. Yes, we classically say, oh, we're good or we're fine no matter what is going on. And honestly, that is just fine as an answer. Not everybody has really the privilege of knowing what's going on in your inner life. Not everyone needs to know how life actually is going for you. But saying we're busy is often a really common response to that question of of how you doing. And I remember getting really intentional about this word busy a few years ago. And I talk a lot on this podcast about creating a spacious life. And I also use that word intentionally. And given that summers tend to, yeah, they fill up with vacation sometimes, for me, a lot of gardening. And the pace of the energy just feels a bit faster in summer. There's more trips, there's more invites to things, there's more 
happening. And if life already feels like there's too much happening, it can feel like summer's really busy. So when people ask me now how I'm doing, and if ever that word kind of bubbles up of busy, it actually doesn't even show up that much in my mental landscape to say that anymore. But it's instead a moment where I'll sometimes say, well, life is really full. And what I mean by that, my definition personally, when life is full, it's when I have some awesome projects on the go. I've got great work. I've got time for myself that I'm carving out and creating time for myself. That is a big part of living spaciously for me. And yet there's not extra time for me to say, take on new opportunities or take on something perhaps unexpected to add to the schedule because things are full. But I wanted to talk more about this today because I think there's, especially as a highly sensitive, there can be kind of this sticking point of having a lot of things happening and in a way feeling a little bad sometimes about maybe not getting back to people very quickly by text or call or email or whatever when things are full and still mentally maybe going, well, I kind of have the time to get back to them, but I'd really rather just go hang outside for a little bit with a book or just go for a walk or whatever it might be. And that was a lot of a lot of my thoughts anyway, in my thought process in this recent you know, fuller season in life that I'm having. So as an example from my own life, when I think back to May, it was a really full month. And I knew going into it that I already had quite a few things on the go. I was giving a few talks at the local library here in Rosland all about soothing anxiety with craniosacral therapy. And I had in my mind what I wanted to say roughly. I had it kind of mapped out. But for anyone that's ever given a talk in person and when you're like, oh, yeah, I have the plan for this. Yep, I know what I want to talk about. And I was really focusing on the mind-body connection as that's huge, really the mind-body-spirit connection and anxiety. And then when it comes to actually sitting down, writing the talk, making the slides, for me, I tend to make them way too long, way too in-depth, and then kind of scale it back into an introductory level again. So I knew in advance, this is kind of a pattern of mine to have an idea for an event or a workshop, or in this case, an in-person talk. And to underestimate how much time it will take me to complete. So I knew going in, okay, I'm going to leave myself lots of time and yeah, have as much space around this as, as possible. So even amidst everything else, like I still have my craniosacral practice and had uh, some interesting things in my personal life pop up, which I'll share soon, probably on a future episode. 
But May had a few curveballs that kind of took some of that time that I'd planned to be writing and to be planning, and it kind of evaporated. So May got very full very fast, and I could see and recognize as I was getting emails from people either requesting to come and speak at an event, which is always wonderful and humbling and brings a smile to my face anytime anyone invites me to come speak. So there's those kind of emails coming in, opportunities. I was also getting lots of lovely invites from people for trips and outings, and the weather was not really that wonderful in May from a sunshine perspective, but it's still... I'll take whatever whatever I can get to have some outside time. I appreciate being out, even if it's raining. But yeah, on a work level, I was getting all these new opportunities coming in. On a personal level, I was getting lots of really fun invites from friends. And then when I looked at how fast the time was going, I really had to just pause and go, okay, Life is very full, and I actually don't have the bandwidth to fully reply to a lot of these right away, or at least even to the full extent that I'd like to, and that's okay. I really made a point to not sacrifice my self-care time. Because I build that in when I'm planning my schedule. I don't plan by the hour or anything. I'm very fluid with my schedules when I can be. But I already had this fairly full month planned. And then these extra things popping up that I wanted to either add in or these extra things to just simply reply to. And as a highly sensitive, sometimes when I'm already from a mental place, when my mind is already really engaged in something. So I was already engaged in thinking about this talk I was going to be giving soon and how I wanted to formulate it, what guided meditations I wanted to bring in. So my mental bandwidth was kind of percolating on that. So I didn't have as much mental bandwidth for all these other things that popped up unexpectedly. And I was just late on replying for things. I had to say no to things. I had to, in some ways it felt like letting people down, but I also knew that might just be my own perception. They may not care one way or the other if I come on this trip or this outing. And I really had this reminder that this is all still a practice I feel like, and I'm proud of myself for taking that space, for allowing me to just be late on replying to things and prioritizing. That's always an element, a layer of it. But what I really want to get across is my month is already full. And even though these new things came up, I really, really consciously chose not to sacrifice my self-care time. And I wanted to share this because I want to encourage you that even if all these things start showing up and in your own life, maybe you feel like things are full, but as life goes, things can keep coming 
keep coming in to navigate and keep coming in to deal with. And if you find yourself kind of using that spare half hour that you thought, oh, great, I can just kind of sit and put my feet up for a little while, maybe hang out with my cat, dog, whatever the case may be, (laughs) if you have an animal, but instead find yourself kind of feeling guilty because I definitely still felt guilty about, oh, I haven't, I've got those like five texts to reply to that I haven't gotten, gotten back to those people yet. And it's okay to still, in a sense, hold that space for yourself of giving yourself the space, the time to just relax to just unwind, to do what you want to and need to do to recharge your batteries. And have that inner permission to do so. This was definitely a really good exercise for me in realizing, yeah, I can feel a little guilty about being delayed. I like to be punctual and of course professional. And I was for a long time stuck in this loop of clearing my inbox every 24 hours. And I'm realizing, yes, I can set up my life. Things can still come in and I can hold, hold my ground really to continue caring for my nervous system continue caring for all levels of myself. I still needed to get all my hours of sleep a night. I still needed to have spiritual time and attend circles. I know I hold a lot of circles, but I need to have space held for me too. So really, this is, I think, an episode about permission at its core. And May was this solid reminder about, in a way, how far I've come with a lot of this. I'm st- And I've named it before. I'm still going to be learning and practicing and growing as a soul and as a highly sensitive for my whole life. So I'm going to stumble and get things wrong and find ways that work and find ways that maybe don't work anymore and need to change and find new ways that work. But I think in this season of what can come into busyness, I think it's really important to hold the space for ourselves, to hold the downtime that we need, and to not think of it as lesser than. I know for me, if I allow myself to fall into busy, I just don't do as well at anything. I don't feel as well. I've had a long road with anxiety, and that's why I spoke on anxiety last month. And it's something I notice the more I ramp up life the more I need to be mindful of my own mental, physical, and spiritual health. But it's been really cool to see things, actually, to see how much capacity I do have. 
I shared back in episode 12 about my own journey with both burnout and a spiritual awakening that was really a spiritual emergency and crisis, and when life really fell apart in pretty well all levels. And that was many years ago now, so each cycle, each year, I've been both healing, learning, growing, and now I feel like I'm expanding more and more. So as I have these more outward cycles of intentionally creating a fuller life and creating a schedule that's fuller, I really am... Yeah, that is the right word. I really am cautious. I almost didn't say that before, but I really am cautious of how much I take on. I don't want to live in a life that feels constricting while taking care of myself and my sensitivities. I want to live a life that feels really true to me. And sometimes that's going to look really simple. Sometimes that's going to look like clearing my entire schedule or keeping the schedule open and say a Saturday afternoon and instead of going out for bike rides or whatever to hang out with Nala, one of my little cats that likes to sit on my lap and just, yeah, read a book with tea. That is so, so nourishing and recharging for me. Can't even tell you. But those are the things that we tend to cut, like that we tend to place a lesser importance on when we get these new opportunities or these new invites or our schedule just fills up more. But it is allowed to keep those really important, nourishing activities in life. For me, life is a lot more fun that way. And it's a lot about, we talk about balance as a society. Oh, how is your work-life balance? How is, you know, I'm looking for more balance in life, I'll, I'll often hear people say. And for me, balance is a forever moving thing. It's not static. It's not constant. And I've talked before about living in line with your menstrual cycle. And so for me, Life isn't, a balanced life isn't, isn't static because my energy levels change dramatically throughout the month. I'm way more social around ovulation and just before my moon time, I don't really want to see anyone. I'm pretty happy by myself. So I'm realizing as I've now, we're a few minutes, quite a few minutes in today's episode. I didn't define busy in my own definition. I told you about my own definition of a full life, but I didn't talk about busy. So let me break that down. For me, again, a recap, full is when there are work, life, friend, self activities, including self-care, that all feel like they, they fit. They all feel like they fit on the plate relatively. There's going to be some days that don't quite (laughs) land that way, and that's fine. But on the whole, a life that goes with the ebbs and flows of the day, and there's still time to do what you love to do, time to do what you need to do. We all have our own commitments and responsibilities in life. 
And yeah, that time for yourself, your highly sensitive self. And I'm going to compare that to busy, which for me is when there isn't time to care for myself. There isn't time to really sink into those nourishing activities. And some of the signs for me when I'm too busy are when I slide into old habits that I know aren't that sustainable for me, but are a way of coping with being too busy. So I'm not on social media anymore, but that would look like more social media time. Like that would look like, oh, I have, say, that half an hour free that I mentioned in an earlier example, and instead of just hanging out or reading or going out in the garden, I'd find myself on Instagram. No judgments here. I'm throwing that out there loud and clear because I was really hard on myself with those moments when I'd find myself disconnecting because I just felt too busy. And for me, busy is when self-care gets cut and I look into the future and don't see time to put it back in. So touch wood, thankfully, I've been able to organize my life and I've really placed a high priority on, on living intentionally to not have a schedule like that. But I also recognize that I live in a very privileged position to be able to do that. I don't have to work three jobs. I don't have to push myself past where my limits are on a regular basis just to make ends meet. And so I do want to recognize that I have a home where I feel safe in and I have a wonderful family. I have supportive people in my life. So it's saying that there's seasons in life that can be really busy. I'm about to go into what may be an actual busy season, but I'm still planning on it just being more of a full season. Again, I'll share more about that probably in a future episode soon. But there's seasons in life that can be really, that tip over from full into busy, and that self-care time just doesn't quite happen. And for me, though this seems a little bit backwards, it's actually a time when I look and go, okay, I need to actually book appointments with other people to hold that space for me to have self-care if I ever feel like life has gotten too busy. So that might be counseling or meeting with my herbalist or going for craniosacral therapy, whatever it might be. So there's that saying around meditation. If you're too busy to meditate for 20 minutes a day, then you should sit for an hour. Something along that lines is how that quote goes. I'm not actually sure who to attribute it to. But I feel like that speaks a lot to when life is busy, when a person is really busy. And say, with meditation, if 20 minutes would be adequate, but for a busy person, then they need to sit for longer. They need an hour. And I think that really speaks a lot of truth in a lot of ways that as we get busier, we actually do need to really intentionally create space for self-care, space for mental space, 
And that can be hard. Especially as when when we're a person that needs a lot of self-care, it can feel like either a weakness or something that's detrimental. When we're like, well, I want to go out and do all these things. And I felt like this before. I'm like, well, I want to do A, B, and C over this weekend. Like, say, go for go for a big mountain bike ride and then go for a climb and then go hang out in the garden and still you know, make some lovely food and lovely meals. I know that doesn't all fit in a day for me. My energy doesn't meet that. (laughs) And it can sometimes feel frustrating and that's okay. It's okay to be in that place. So for me, there has been, this sounds like a paradox, for me there's been an acceptance of where my energetic limitations are, while also just a gentle stepping forward into growth and adding more. So there's an okayness with being a sensitive that has limits, and there is a sense in myself that I have more space to expand. And that's why I continue working on myself, on my self-growth journey, discovering more about me, on deeper healing work. So there's no doubt that being a highly sensitive person requires a lot of care, a lot of time to care for ourselves. And in a lot of ways, that can be incredibly beautiful. That can create so much space for our gifts to bubble up. Our compassion for others. Our deep connection to our inner knowing, our inner voice, our intuition are picking up of the little things that people might miss and making connections between things that people would have never thought to put together. We have so many gifts and there can be such a richness to living as a highly sensitive. And for me, I know the more time I take, even if life is full, to still lean into these gifts the more my life just feels rich and honestly quite magical. So as I step out of this one quite full month in May, lots of different things happening, some life curveballs, went camping, which was great. I don't really tend to sleep while I camp, so I always have to plan in some recovery time whenever I do go camping. And the mind-body connection, the talk on anxiety that I gave, like all these different things happening in May on top of my regular work and holding that space for myself to still have self-care. Letting me, letting myself slide on a few things and giving myself permission to prioritize my own well being. It was really good. 
That was a really good month. So I feel like this episode is getting back to the roots of why I started this podcast in the first place. And that's really to share intimate stories from this highly sensitive world from my life to yours. And with maybe that being helpful, maybe that showing or giving you ideas on a different path, a different way to live. I still am so grateful for each and every message that comes through that is even as simple as a person saying they're really enjoying the podcast or they're learning about themselves. They're learning about the trait of high sensitivity and how it shows up. And and those messages mean a lot. So thank you all who have sent them. Thank you all who have never even thought of sending them and never quite made it onto email land. That's just fine too. I actually alluded earlier to a little note on how I used to feel that pressure to always respond within 24 hours. Some magical gold standard with email. And if you've emailed me in the past few months many months actually, there's a reasonable chance you'll have seen an auto-responding email which basically says, your message is really important, thank you for sending it, and I'll reply in the next few days. That's it. That created so much mental headspace for me to know I didn't have to check email every day. Or that if I had an email come in and needed a bit of time to sit with it, to reflect before replying, that I could take that without this magical 24-hour pressure that I'd put on myself. So there are just both little things like that we can do. And I don't always have that autoresponder on. Sometimes I know I'm going to be on email every day. I know I'm going to be working at the computer. So I'll... Yeah, it comes and goes, just like different elements of perhaps your self-care come and go. We can have seasons of deeply caring for ourselves and slowing down. And we can, by outer circumstance or choice that we've choices we've made, we can have just busy seasons in life. And then as those seasons wind down, just taking that intentional time to get enough sleep, to have mental space, to have time off screens, to get out in the woods or whatever really nourishes you. So with all that, I feel like I'm going to leave it there for today. As a recap and perhaps to tie up my stories from today. We really explore this difference between busyness and fullness in life. Busyness being, for me, in my own personal definition, when I cut self-care more than I'd like to, which again, Touchwood, thankfully, I've been pretty good on for a number of years now. But Life happens, circumstances change, and we do our best. 
And then I shared more on my personal definition of fullness, having a full life, which is where finding work that aligns, finding friend groups that are fun to hang out with, having a full life that feels balanced, that has enough time and that you are able to hold that space for caring for yourself in the ways that you know you need. And sometimes that's a practice in itself, asking for that time. I know in episode 35, Brianna made this wonderful point of how much she had to communicate that to her partner, that as a mom, there's that expectation of go, go, go all the time and being really busy. But that it was a practice to speak with her partner, to go, hey, I I need some time. I need some time for me. So I invite you to perhaps reflect on where there could be some space that could come into life for you. Maybe it's asking for it. Maybe it's giving yourself permission to take that space. Maybe it's allowing those five texts to go unanswered if that is okay, both with you and whatever those messages need. But as much as we plan our lives, things pop up and we navigate as best we can. It's one of the reasons why I I do really care for myself deeply, because I know sometimes things pop up and I may have to overextend a little bit. And if I have a firmer foundation to do that from, if it's a busier day at work, if something's popped up, then I know I'm going to be able to meet that demand so much better than if I'm already running myself thin. So in some ways, it's really practical to care for ourselves in a consistent way. So I hope this gives you permission to do that. I will be back most likely in July for the next episode. So I hope you have a wonderful summer solstice. I know I normally hold a circle, but intuitively and practically, I had the sense to actually go and celebrate it and go and be held in a container that someone else is holding. As much as I adore holding these circles, both online and in person, Life is becoming more full on my end. I know I'm being cryptic here. More to come. <laughs> so I invite you to, even on on Monday when the summer solstice is on June 20th, to just acknowledge that we're at the height of light right now. We have the longest days. And if you want to learn a little more about summer solstice, I know I did an episode with Courtney in last year around summer solstice time. So if you're feeling inspired, feel free to tune back in. I forget the exact title, but it's going to have something to do with astrology. And I think I have summer solstice in the title. So all that being said, I hope you have a wonderful summer solstice celebration. Mine's going to be a little quieter, but I'm really looking forward to probably sitting around the fire, possibly with some friends, 
and celebrating the long, long nights of light. With that, be well, take care, and until next time, bye for now.